Sports Pen with you on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops with you and glad that you're along as always. You know what else is always going to happen here on Fridays? Ryan Steeg is here. It's Ryan Day. Glad to have you in, yes. my man. What's going on? And not much. Uh, it was... Uh... It's Friday, so it was my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Happy birthday. How yeah. was your birthday? Uh, well, it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like after, uh, you know, your birthdays kind of flow together after a while. I mean, mm-hmm. like, you have you have your big days, you know, you're 16, you're 21, stuff like that. And then you reach a point where you're just like, meh. <laughs> 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 it's just another year after a while. You're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, another I, year older. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it's nice that people give you attention and mm-hmm. acknowledge you, but you're just like, meh. I mean, I'm going to go out. I went out to dinner. I just kind of, <laughs> <laughs> I opened presents. I mean, that was the extent of it. So, well, uh, we're glad yeah. to have you yeah, here. Well, Hopefully yeah, this yeah. is our present to you. Yeah, and yeah. If I had the licensing. Actually, I don't think the birthday song is licensed, is it? No, it's not. I could play that. I could play that for you. I don't have it handy. Maybe later. Yeah, okay. Either way, <laughs> we got a lot to get to because Northern Hockey starts a new series, and it's a big one. Bemidji is in town for two games. That is massive as far as WCHA postseason implications go. We've got some baseball to talk about because there are some problems that don't need fixing that Rob Manfred is trying to fix, and there's other problems that are real problems that he's not fixing and just turning a blind eye to. We'll have some what he looks like and, of course, the Friday funnies. Don't forget Westwood Patriot basketball and ESPN-UP this evening. Doubleheader from Manistique. But first, let's start with hockey because you can't understate how big of a series this is for Northern, especially if they want to get a top two seed in the conference. Very much so. I mean, we uh, we asked about Grant Patoni, but I asked, is this the biggest series of the year? And he said, yeah, it pretty much is. Because if, if Northern is in third place right now, if they have any hope of getting second, I mean, first is no option anymore. Right. But if they have any hope of getting the two seed, they have to sweep Bemidji. If they split, doesn't matter. They're, it's going to be third place. So... It's essential. I mean, they want that two seed mm-hmm. because that allows them to host two series instead of just one series, and they know how important that two seed is. And if they can't sweep Bemidji, it's like, well, we just got to take with what we got. Right. And uh, it's not going to be easy. This is a strange Bemidji team, and the fact that... If you read my preview that came out yesterday, mm. <laughs> again, I'm going to plug, I'm, I'm always right. going to plug in my You're stuff. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. Um, it talks about how there's, Bemidji in the past was known like for their defense. Mm. That was their thing. They had good goaltending. They loved to shut teams down. You, you know, the if, I mean, Grant said, if you can get to three, you would be satisfied with that because you're, you know, Bemidji's offensively challenged. Right. This year it's, Remarkably different. They're mm-hmm. scoring in addition to playing defense. They got a great goalie in Zach Driscoll. They do. Their defenses, you know, been really solid. With the exception of offense, if you look statistically, they're better at Northern than in three of the four major categories. Mm-hmm. They're better on defense. They're better on the power play. They're better in the penalty kill. They're below them on total offense, but not by much. It's mm-hmm. nine to twelve. So. They're a good complete. They're not as good as Mankato. I mean, as we've seen over the course of the season, but they're just solid all around. And uh, I'm like, I think that's a good way to put it. They're not great, 
they're just consistently solid is what they are. You look. You remember last year as you look back to the Saturday home game last year, 3-2 buzzer beater, a loss on Aaron Miller's golden goal. I mean, can you believe that? You, you think that's got to be in the mind of the guys for this weekend? I think a little bit because it's like that was a game they probably should have won. Because mm-hmm. they had a goal waved off right before. Yeah, they, yeah, they did. And uh, they should have won that game. It was part of the first start of last season. It wasn't a great start for them. I actually missed that game, <laughs> so uh, it was. Uh, I'm. Gl- I guess it was in a way. It was probably good. I missed that right. game because <laughs> I didn't have to write about it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's. It was a very disappointing evening. It should have been a sweep because Bemidji was down last season, and uh, that had an effect on them in the pairwise. Because if you if you lose to bad teams. It hits you. People remember mm-hmm. that, and I already have my own beef with the pairwise rankings. There's <laughs> you a, do. Uh, I, there's a lot of problems with it because it's like they pick so much stuff that in the end really doesn't matter. I mean, there's so many teams that will get like 25 wins and miss the tournament mm-hmm. in favor of a team that had maybe five fewer wins, but they had quote better wins and it's just i mean it was better it's better than what it was before with the cratch ratings Mm -hmm. but it's still not a great system i know how big of a fan you are of frank seratori oh yeah i just want to let you know that we frank does have thoughts we have tom seratori coming up in the what he looks like game tom is yeah it'll be a teaser it uh He's a passionate guy. So mm-hmm. if you're on the bench and you're looking at the Bemidji bench, you're, you're probably going to see him yelling and be more <laughs> boisterous. I mean, it's Bob Daniels is a more subdued guy on mm-hmm. the Ferris bench, and some of the other coaches are just like, I'll just take what I can get. But mm-hmm. Tom's going to be pretty active. You know, you're going to see his hands waving. You're going to, yeah. He's so. the torts of the WCA. Very much so, yes. Uh, who would Bob Daniels be? Would that be like Boudreaux? <laughs> he never has any other facial expression. No, does he? I would say maybe Boudreaux, maybe Peter Lavigette. Okay, yeah. there, just yeah. like, eh, I'm here. <laughs> does he not have a new job? How does he not have a new job? And Peter DeBoer does. Yeah, it's how can you be having an underachieving season, or in, in the case of the Wings, an awful season, mm-hmm. and still be secure in your job? Now they probably aren't like locked down secure, but mm-hmm. I mean. They go to work and be like, yeah, I'm at work every day. Mm-hmm. Whereas you got some guys. I mean, I still look at the Vegas <laughs> coaching situation. That guy took him to the Cup Series <laughs> and the playoffs the next year. And we're basically just this close to getting in the next round. Now, I honestly never thought he should have been fired at Florida either. No, no. He, and now he was handing his pink slip. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, and then there's other guys who are d- bad at their jobs and they're still employed. It, uh, As I've said before, Professional and college sports are the dream job to have mm-hmm. because you can be awful at your job, mm-hmm. and somehow some team's going to take a chance on as you. As long as you've been in the league, you've yeah, experience. Yeah, experience is the name of the game in, in sports, <laughs> and it's frustrating. Does Paul Maurice still have a job? He hasn't been fired yet. I don't no, think. I think so. No. no. How? It's like, <laughs> it's like there's everyone's playing the coaching carousel, no. and nobody wants to wants to make a move or anything yeah, like yeah. that. I don't, I, I don't get it. I don't get it either. Tell you what, though, uh, getting back to Northern because we got off topic a little bit. Let's go back last weekend to the Mankato series, Ryan. Friday got away from a little bit. Saturday, a really interesting performance. I Offensively, you know, it was tough, and you're going to get that going to Mankato. Defensively, though, I mean, that's got to make you feel good. I mean, I know that Grant and the guys, are they're past the program being at a place where moral victories are a thing, but it's got to make you feel good seeing the defense there. Yeah, I mean, they... they... 
I mean, Friday was a disaster. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was, I mean, it was, I mean, you give up seven goals. Goaltending was bad. Defense right. was bad. But then you go the next night, and Northern shut down Mankato. And it was a goal, and it was it was just a, a goal that Nolan on Saturday had no chance of getting. Mm-hmm. It was a rush. Like it was a bad bounce that just kind of got by him. And uh, But Northern, had, they had like four pipes that night, and uh, just... I mean, they killed a five against probably the best power play in the country, and they just looked so good defensively. They just couldn't score. So there were some positives to take from that, that they got better on defense. They looked good on the kill, which has been struggling. Power play was its power play, and that is Northern's weakness right now, and they're well aware of it. I don't know why they're struggling so bad considering their offensive potency, but it just is. But for the most part, I saw more positives watching that game than negatives on Saturday. You're the insider, so I trust you to know what's going on. Since we talked to Grant on Tuesday, anything that might have changed? Vanderbeck wasn't in the lineup last weekend. Will he be there for this weekend? Well, um, I feel like probably not. No? Yeah, I, I think they're approaching it really cautiously. I think, uh, well, he hurt himself in... <laughs> how did they, in the pregame skate mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, and it probably was more serious than what they let on to be. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe, okay, they gave him the night off, he might be back, but he didn't travel to Mankato, mm-hmm. and it's more of a he might play or he might not play. I, I don't really know quite yet. I mean, it might be a game-time decision. It uh you know they're pretty tight-lipped on lineup yes, things, and uh, I mean I remember just I would ask you know hey you know you think you might play this guy? Uh, well, I remember when we were talking about goaltending. Oh yeah, <clears throat> at the start of the year, uh, I'll decide the next day. <laughs> it's like well, clearly you know what you're gonna do. It's like you can just say it. I mean, Maybe I, didn't. I, I mean, I I honestly, <clears throat> as much as I'd like to believe. <clears throat> people all over the country read my stuff mm. i don't think <clears throat> the personnel at the other t- uh, the other school is like look what this guy said <laughs> <laughs> this guy said this goalie's starting tonight we got to prepare for that and it's like i don't think the bemidji staff is going to look at my stuff and take it as gospel so there you go i mean how do you prepare differently knowing who the goalie i'm not bagging on grant here i'm just running with this example like we know Drac- zach driscoll is going to mm. start this weekend how do you prepare any otherwise? I mean, anything that you don't prepare for in regards to Zach Driscoll not being in net would just be gravy for you. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, oh, they're starting their backup. You mm-hmm. know, this is a chance for us to put even more goals in net. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like that when Mankato was up here. Mm-hmm. For reasons I don't understand, they didn't start McKay on Saturday night, and they ended up pulling their goal, even though he was actually playing fairly decent. Um, because they got into panic mode when they were down in the game. So it, uh, I mean, it's it's a gift, kind of, when they give you your, their backup, you know. But it also you're not going to feel unprepared. When yeah, the yeah, you're just, their you're, back. yeah, you're going to be like, oh, uh, we can, you know, just use our plan. It'll probably be more likely to work out. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe I can find a little more. Uh, <laughs> maybe as, as game time approaches, <laughs> I can get a little more insight on it. But we'll see. What's the biggest thing for Northern to be successful this week? Well, there is that whole power play. <laughs> Got to get better. It has to get better. I mean, Grant knows that the players know it. I mean. He even said, you know, going into last weekend against Mankato, they have to be better on the power play. They weren't. And now it's like, it's getting down to crunch time. This is, 
this is the last full home series. I mean, they got the home and home with Tech, but mm-hmm. the last like full two game series until the playoffs. And I'm pretty confident Northern's going to get home ice, but it depends on the seating. Mm-hmm. You know, are they going to host just one series? Or are they going to host two series? And the power play has to be better, and they have to find a way to score right. and do it consistently. And that's not going to be easy because I would say Driscoll was probably the second best goal in the league behind. You know, Dryden McKay, who's mm-hmm. probably the, arguably the best goalie in the country. Right. So. right now, I would say he's my Richter favorite. Yeah, he'd be the I mean, Richter not just favorite. a candidate. I think he's, he's the favorite a, yeah, right I think now. He is too. So Northern's got to play consistent. They have a huge series coming up. By the way, they don't have to leave the UP anymore until at least the postseason. Yeah. How cool is that? Lake State next weekend, Lake and then they, and they got the Tech series, and... Uh, I mean, it's a nice. You know yeah, where you're nice? at. You yeah. know, it's. I mean, it's. They're going to Lake State, so the atmosphere is probably not going to be great. But there's going to be a lot of Northern fans there too. So it's 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 a comfortable thing. Danner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. Let's take our first time out. When we come back, we'll talk about problems that don't need to be fixed and problems that aren't getting fixing. Next on ESPN UP. Check out the UP's local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at four on ESPN UP and on the ESPN UP app. Welcome back, Tanner Hoops. Ryan Stieg with you. Glad that you're along. Baseball is seeing some problems get addressed that don't need to. I don't even know if it's a problem. And there are some problems that are being left unaddressed or probably made worse as what we saw with the Houston Astros in their press conference on Thursday. How bad was that? How cringeworthy was that? It was terrible. It, uh... As I've mentioned to you, it's like, does no one know how to do public relations in that <laughs> franchise? They banned a reporter last year mm-hmm. for really no reason and, and had to backtrack off that. Mm-hmm. Then they had the whole, we're going to have our assistant GM yell at, at female <laughs> reporters and then have that PR disaster. And then you have the cheating thing, and we're going to bring everybody out today to answer questions give mixed answers, give sorry, not sorry responses, and Jim Crane, the owner, I mean, it's just like, he's like, well, no, we didn't cheat. No, I'm pretty sure we did. Okay, we did cheat, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think we're still okay. And it's, I, I feel like people were already upset mm-hmm. with the Astros. I think yesterday made it even worse mm-hmm. because it's like, they look. They don't care that they cheated, and yet they're trying to pretend that they are sorry. Yeah. And it's just, it was a debacle. And uh, I've I've never seen this before. And I had a guy I know brought this up and said, in 1919, when the White Sox were bribed to blow to throw the World Series, mm-hmm. eight of their players were banned from life. Yep, they cheated. The Astros cheated. It's well known they did, mm. and nothing's going to happen to no. them. No. And I don't, maybe not the ban for life, in, but there's no suspensions. Nope. There's no <laughs> fines. They don't They're have d- to give back the rings. They keep the championship. They can raise the banner. Mm-hmm. The flag can still fly. There's no, okay, you were the ringleader. You pay a f- man. You just, they're not getting away with everything. It's like... Is Rob Manfred, like, really that bad at his job? He's so focused on changing the playoff format when it doesn't need to be that he is oblivious to what's going on in Houston. And Jim Crane thinks that just because he got rid of Lunau and Hinch that the organization's pure again. He acts like it doesn't go beyond those two and that Houston should be absolved of anything just because those two are no longer with the team. Yeah, it's... 
Well, I did my part. No, you did like the minimum. That's what you did. <laughs> we went above and beyond, and we fired those two. two and though we suspended them, we fired them. That's it, going above that, and beyond. Yeah, that I did what everybody expected me to do, but I didn't go any further than that. And here's my question. <laughs> they said the Red Sox investigation was reported by the AP the other day that it's going to go into the spring. Mm-hmm. So the season might actually already start by the time it actually gets addressed. But it makes me wonder, with all the PR stuff, and MLB looks awful right yep. now, are they going to hammer the the Red Sox even more? They probably should. Yeah, because it's like just because, okay, we look terrible because we didn't pass the Astros enough. Because Boston won their title the year they did their scandal, mm-hmm. and they're reporting that it's almost... Maybe not entirely what the Astros did, but close. Right. So it's like, are you going to get even more harsh than that just to make up for that? Because I feel like, remember when Goodell had such bad PR Mm -hmm. and with how he dealt with the Patriots? Mm -hmm. So when Deflategate happened, he came down really hard on them to make make himself look good is basically what he did. So I'm going to wonder... Okay, I look bad on how I handled this situation. I'm going to go really potentially overboard here and, you know, I don't I don't know. It's a, it's a crazy thing right now. This is a rare moment of sympathy for me for Boston sports because I think the Red Sox have suffered enough losing Mookie Betts and David Price like literally saying here highway rob us, not even someone getting away with highway robbery. They're like do this to us. And Ron Renneke has to be their manager. Yeah, so... They are getting punished. Boston is punishing itself, uh-huh. and MLB is probably going to make it even worse. <laughs> it, uh, I just... I've never seen this before. I thought steroids would be the worst scandal mm-hmm. baseball's ever had. That and the strike, mm-hmm. where they had to get rid of the World Series, I think were the worst it's ever been that it would ever get to be. Mm-hmm. And then they have this, where you have one team blatantly cheated, mm-hmm. and did it illegally, and you have another team that potentially almost did the same thing. Probably wasn't no trash can banging in, mm-hmm. in the dugout, but pretty close. And nothing really is going to be done about it. And it's like, what what are you saying to everybody? Like, okay, you're going to cheat? All right. You know, I feel yeah. like that's how MLB is acknowledging You can it. keep your title. That's fine. I mean, if you cheat, you have your own private monitor in the clubhouse and you're watching to see what pitchers are uh, what pitches are coming, the catcher's laying down, and you know exactly what's coming. You can do it. You can get away with that. We're just going to change the playoff format to get more people. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and then I just, <laughs> I just don't understand what they're doing. And no. the thing is... That title will forever be tainted for them. Absolutely. There's not going to be anybody who's going to be like who's going to remember the 2017 Astros and potentially the 2018 Red Sox mm-hmm. and say this team was a great team. No, this is the bunch of cheaters <laughs> who got away with it. And I feel like the best way, since they're adamant that they're not going to make them take away the rings or the banner, is put the asterisk on yep. there because that's what society's going to do. That could be them. almost worse. Yeah, it's like people are going to look at you as a team and say you cheated. Your title is tainted and public perceptions terrible for you you may as well just do it because it needs to be acknowledged and they this could be the worst reception for a franchise ever they're going to be relentlessly booed absolutely at every ballpark as they should be yeah <laughs> they're going to wish they could play at home basically every <laughs> single day because people are so angry about it and mm. rightfully so because it's like Yankees fans especially, because they got cheated out of potential title. Mm -hmm. Dodgers fans are upset because Uh they got cheated out of potential. So it's like, it's not just 
a couple teams, it's every franchise, and uh, it's terrible. If this scandal didn't happen and the Yankees advance to the World Series, Joe Girardi might still be managing them. He might still have a job in New York. Very much so. So I mean, a lot of people's jobs are affected by. Well, this. and there's that one guy uh, who's suing them. Who's yeah. suing them because he felt like because my stats were so bad. Mm-hmm. I lost my job. They knew exactly what was coming, and I never pitched in the majors again after that. Yeah, who was was it? Uh, who was the Twins pitcher? Was it Phil Hughes? I can't remember who it was. They did what? That was on Twitter that one day, and he was talking about how he was pitching this game, mm-hmm. and he was like, "It was about the fifth inning or so," and he's like, "How am I pitching this bad?" <laughs> it's like, how are they noticing? Like what I'm going to throw, like, every fourth pitch. And then it's like, oh, wait, they were cheating the entire time. He goes, I literally, my catcher and I, after the game, were like, how is this possible? And they're like, oh, now it's like they were cheating the entire time. Remember so. there was a game a few years ago, the Twins had an 8-2 lead at Houston and lost 14-8? to Yeah. I mean, doesn't it all make sense now? Yeah, <laughs> it pretty much does. Hmm. I wonder how they managed to rally about that. <laughs> Probably because... Even if it wasn't working, they enhanced their code over there. Mm-hmm. And the thing is now is that now a bunch of conspiracy theories are going to be coming out, and they're going to wonder, is every team doing this? Mm-hmm. And probably not, right. but every team is going to be on a mic- under the microscope mm-hmm. right now. I mean, what are you doing in the dugout right now? What is your video crew doing back <laughs> down there? I mean... Everybody, I mean, you're making a call in the dugout. Are you actually calling for a pitching change? Or are you get, you know, it's, it, this is so bad. And the fact that Rob Manfred is more concerned with changing playoff format mm-hmm. than acknowledging probably the third biggest scandal in baseball history says a lot. Did no one ever see Alex Cora just watching TV in the dugout? Like, did no one ever look at that and think this is weird? Apparently, Apparently not. Apparently not. Uh, like, huh. This guy just seems to be okay with doing all this stuff. He's making phone calls. He's you know, on the iPad yeah, watching something. Yeah, you know, there's a video crew that keeps coming up and giving him messages. There's and well, isn't there a photo that had an Astros player come out of the dugout and there's a photo of the video crew like actually monitoring the game? It's like did no or like did nobody notice Anybody just randomly banging the trash can? Mm-hmm. It's like, and thinking, why are they banging a trash can? <laughs> it's like, you think that there were so many signs that mm. something was going on. And it's like, we were either thinking, this is just weird, or I don't know. It's like, it's never been done before to this extent, and it's weird. You think if I went down to Comerica this year, they'd let me bring a trash can in? If I went down for the Houston series? I think the fact that there's a minor, a minor league team that is giving mini trash cans <laughs> away for their game, you could probably bring your little portable trash can and bang it. I would not be surprised if any Astros game, if somebody does something garbage can related. Right, absolutely. Somebody should. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking up right now when the Astros and Tigers play at Comerica. Let's see. I wonder what tickets would be like for that. I'm only seeing spring training games. Let's okay. see. Okay, they're in Houston. In July, I'm not seeing it. Either well, way. Either, either way, but like, I think it also hurts for the fans. Yeah, there's always going to be some loyalist fans who just be like, yeah, it was no big deal. We mm-hmm. won. We would have won anyway. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be some. Jer- Jer- Jim Crane said that. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be people like that. But there, I know a couple Houston Astros fans who are just downtrodden oh, right sure. now. Because it's like, 
this is their first championship. I know a guy who was just on cloud nine mm. for like two weeks on Twitter, and he's just like, my team that I love just cheated right. to get their championship. Did and you, it just, it ruins it for you. Could you imagine if the Twins had won a title, what you and I would be feeling? I would be, I would be feeling, or just, yeah, I would be feeling terrible right now, mm-hmm. and just like, I can't believe this happened. And just what even worse, can you imagine if the Cubs won their championship <laughs> after 108 years and had found out they were cheating the entire time? My, I actually joked with people, and I'm like, hmm, Red Sox are under investigation for their championship. Astros are investigation for their championship. The Cubs are the last legitimate championship team in baseball. Wow. And, but when you think about it, yeah, it, it, they are. Well, now the Nationals should get like extra credit for it because they apparently knew about this was going on during the World Series. So they had, it was fascinating. I read this article from NBC Washington and the catchers had like five different sets of signs they had a wrist guard on it but it had all the play like like a quarterback has a wrist guard with all the plays on it mm-hmm. they had that with all the sets of signs they had five different sets of signs to confuse the astros during the most recent world series brian dozier by the way is always going to be maybe my favorite player that i've ever seen live he uh was part of the dodgers in 2018 that lost to houston and then he was with the victorious nationals in 2019 he also tipped him off to that so hats off to him for helping washington get that world series and uh Two things, uh, two more things before we potentially move on. One mm. is that Brian Dozier, kudos to him. The, yep. na- the Nationals winning all the games on the road in the mm-hmm. World Series is really funny. Yes, That's, it is. Yeah, because they beat Houston in their own ballpark. And the other thing is, remember after the Astros beat the Dodgers in Game 7, how everybody was making fun of you, Darvish, for mm-hmm. tipping his pitches, and yep. they knew it was coming? Now we know why they knew it was coming is because of their code system. And I'm sure you Darvis is like, well, what was I doing? Why yeah. did people know it was coming? Oh, wait, it really wasn't my fault. You know, you think about it. He lost so much stock the following offseason because he became a free agent, went to the Cubs. He lost so much stock because of his World Series performance. They knew exactly what he was going to throw. Think how much money he could have made with a good World Series. Had he won that game and the Dodgers won the World Series, he probably would have made a lot more money in free agency because there was demand for him but then they're like game seven he did not play well he got shelled and then you're like oh it really wasn't on him (laughs) and uh wasn't he joking about it the other day or something like that? Probably. And he's just like, you know, ha, <laughs> this whole time I even thought it was myself, and it's really not. Uh, I so. give that guy credit. He handled it better than I ever yeah, could. I, mean, yeah. I remember Yuli Giriel did that yeah. whole racial thing to him, too. I mean, yeah. Astros are a bunch of tools. The, uh, the more and more I see it, it they – I actually was happy when they won. Mm-hmm. I, I was, was like, too. yeah, like, I was that, like, that was when the flood was devastating Houston. It's it such a great storyline. It's like good for them. It's their first title, and it's just like I can't believe I was actually happy. I know because <laughs> it's like, and it's like in my mind, I will never look at that franchise in a positive light again. No, I I don't know how you can no. or any player really associated with that. No, no. And John Michael Hoefling from ABC Ten brought this up on Wednesday. One of those players is now with the Twins, Marwin Gonzalez, and. You know, I like Marwin. I'm glad that he apologized ahead of the Astros' canned apology, what have you. But still, just... It leaves a bad taste. No, in your it mouth. does. The, he's, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to really root for that guy, considering mm-hmm. what he did. And then there's Rob Manfred's playoff <laughs> thing. As people are even more aware now, it came up. If the Astros thing wasn't bad enough, then Rob Manfred comes out and says, "I got an idea for playoffs," <laughs> and I'm reading. 
every little thing that goes along with this, and I'm like, how can he actually think any of this is a good idea? Okay? First thing, he wants to expand it to seven teams, yep. not five teams. Okay. Not good enough. No, I mean, no. Way too many non-deserving teams. Yeah, he wants to get rid of the, yep, seven teams in the playoffs. Wild card games are now out. It's going to be a best of three. The teams are seeded by division winners and then by win totals. And then, this is by far the worst thing. The one seed gets a bye, mm-hmm. and then they're going to do a selection show, like what they do for the Final Four for basketball. The second seed gets to choose what team they want to play from the five, six, and seven seeds. Then the number three seed gets to choose, and then the four seed gets whatever's left over. How dumb is that? Wouldn't you automatically assume the two seed's going to pick the seven seed? You would think so. <laughs> I mean, unless they had terrible luck against this team, mm. or that team is better than their seeding, why wouldn't they do that? I mean, mm. you're creating a hoopla for something that really is obviously what's going to happen. I mean, you think about that this year. The Yankees, or what, did they have a better record in Houston this year? I think I, Houston actually. I might think have. Houston actually. Okay, so Houston would have got the one seed. So then it would have been the Yankees, the Twins, and then did Tampa or Oakland host the wild card? I can't even remember. I think Oakland, baseball. Ho- Oakland hosts. Okay, the wild so card. then it would have been uh, the Yankees, the Twins, and then the A's. So then you would have had your choice of the Rays. I think the Indians were one of the first teams yeah. out, and then the Red Sox. So if you're the Yankees, who do you want to play out of that group? Do you want to play the Indians, the Red Sox, or the Rays? Um, I I don't know. Out of the three remaining, the Red Sox are probably the worst of the three. They probably are, like, but they play New York tough. Yeah, every single time. Mm-hmm. But the Rays were the better of the three teams. They were. I'd so, probably pick Cleveland if I were the Yankees. Yeah, I probably would too, because it's like Cleveland had their moments, but they weren't what they were. So, no. But it's just like, it's just so dumb. I mean, I... There, there's so many people I know who have been watching baseball mm-hmm. for decades and for have been so many fans. And you'll see it on Twitter. When that playoff form was released, people are like, I have coached baseball. I've been a rabid baseball fan. And they said, this is by far the dumbest thing it that is. they've done. <laughs> Picking your opponent? Are you kidding me? I mean, can you imagine if football operated that yes. way? <laughs> I mean, this is such a gimmick. It really is, and I don't know if it's to distract people from what's going on in Houston or to get younger fans interested or just try to get some kind of TV ratings, maybe all the above, but it is beyond gimmicky. It is so pathetic. It really is. (laughs) I mean, and the thing is, yeah, there's gimmicks kind of every year, but this is so over the top Mm -hmm. that you're like, it's just sad. You're not like, okay... We need to speed games up. We'll finally do the pitch clock, you know, which people have been asking for for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's something. Not, we're going to overhaul our entire playoff system, and we're going to create some, like, Final Four selection show that people know what's going to happen going in, mm-hmm. and the players will hate it. I mean, they've already said, Trevor, Trevor Bauer went, <laughs> yeah, on was a, great. went on a rant the other day complaining about it, and basically, then he called Rob Manfred an idiot yep. or something like that. So it's like... The players are upset over it. The managers, well, it depends on. Are you happy with your strategy you get mm-hmm. to pick your opponent? Or do you think this is a travesty, too? So I I like baseball. Mm-hmm. 
I was a fan of baseball. I love going to games. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, this is the worst I've it ever seen. so stupid. Sport. Yeah. So stupid. I mean, and I get, you know, you try to implement new rules, keep it fresh, what have you. But they're just like, oh, the three batter minimum didn't do it for you? Okay, let's overhaul the playoff format. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, uh, well, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to bring this up now. Have you ever seen the TV show American Dad? Oh, yeah, I love that show. Uh, okay, okay. Stan Smith is my favorite it, character of all time. Yeah, I I mean, I love the show, and I know probably a lot of listeners aren't, are probably going to shake their heads at what I'm saying here, but there's a legit claim in this one episode. There's The dad, Stan Smith, is is a huge baseball fan, mm-hmm. and he's upset. I love this episode, Yeah, and he's upset that his kids, are, his kid Steve, isn't really into baseball, and Steve comes up with his own fantasy baseball thing. And it's, it's like Dungeons and Dragons. It's like a combination of Dungeons and Dragons and baseball, and it's dumb, but then Major League Baseball finds out about it and tells the kid, hey, make our game fresh, <laughs> and it comes up with the most bizarre stuff. I mean, yeah, it's over the top, but that's a cartoon show, but it's... It's like, I feel like Rob Manfred is at the point where he's just like, here, we'll ask random people what they actually want to do. That is literally exactly the episode I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the the opener of the most recent season of American Dad, and it's just fascinating seeing what happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think there's like a... uh, guy on horseback that like the batter's <laughs> on horseback and instead of a ball he's got to hit a multi-sided die yeah and whatever die uh whatever number comes up that the die lands on or whatever then it corresponds with a certain move or like you have to get to first base by crossing a moat or something yeah, stupid yeah, like yeah. that that's what rob manfred is trying to do to baseball and the, or uh, it wasn't it like uh there's another one where he's like, okay, pinch hitter, and the pinch hitter has to, like, battle like a lion. <laughs> yeah, you want to get to the batter's it's box, like, you got to fight a lion. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's over, It's but it's a cartoon show. It's crazy. It's over the top. But when you see Rob Manfred's ideas, mm-hmm. you're just like, and obviously the guy in the episode, the commissioner, is a play on Rob Manfred. It's just like, I wonder if this is his mindset. Mm-hmm. And it's like... So, I know you're probably shaking your head at us right now for referencing American Dad on the show. Oh, I do it all the time. Yeah, but it's, when you think about it, it's probably more accurate than you might think. I love that show, by the way. Stan Smith is me in, like, cartoon form. Yeah, it's it's great. Let's take our next time out. When we come back, we'll play What He Looks Like with Ryan here in ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back, Tanner Hoops. Ryan Stieg with you. Glad that you're along as always. Here's your Sports Center update. The Minnesota Wild have fired head coach Bruce Bedreau. He won 158 games in Minnesota but never advanced past the second round of the postseason. The Washington Redskins are releasing cornerback Josh Norman. And finally, a study done by Rovers.com says that dog owners take more pictures of their pet than their spouse, per the national average. That doesn't surprise me at all. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of dog owners I know who love their dogs more than their own kids. probably could believe that, (laughs) as sad as it is. Yeah, I mean, I... I mean, I see there's people who give their dogs better presence, better presence than their own kids' presence. <laughs> Are you a dog person, Ryan? I like dogs. I'd love to hope to get one someday. Mm-hmm. But if I have a child, I'm probably going to treat the child better than the dog I have. <laughs> I'm a dog person. I, I love tell dogs, you what. Yeah. What kind of dog? What kind of dog do you want? Uh, I don't want a big dog. 
Um, because big dogs like to run, and I'm probably not going to have a yard mm-hmm. that long enough to run. So probably a medium-sized dog. Okay. Um, like, definitely not like a chihuahua or something like that size. Mm-hmm. But I've always had a thing for cocker spaniels. Mm-hmm. I think beagles are fun, mm-hmm. you know, maybe something like that. Sure. I tell you what, isn't the UP the sled dog race this weekend? Yeah. I believe it is. Yeah, starts I see to- some huskies around. Starts tonight, yeah. I'm a huge huskies fan. Not like tech huskies, but, you know, okay. huskies, huskies. Just to clarify, huskies, these are smaller huskies. <laughs> it's like, when I first got here and heard about the sled dog race, I'm like, well, this is going to be cool. These are like massive, like, Iditarod sled dogs. <laughs> no, that's just the Iditarod. These are more, these are huskies that are smaller and still adorable and fun to watch. But th- these aren't, <laughs> when you think of the sled dog race, these guys are going to mush you through, like, six-foot drifts on the side of the road. So... Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. What he looks like is played in the Dan Lebetard show. We play it here occasionally with Ryan Stieg. I've got some pictures here in the monitor. Ryan, we'll start with this one. Does Brett Brown look like a polarizing political commentator who defied all laws of cancel culture by still being allowed on air? Yes. This is a guy who just, I hate anything these days. I am totally not PC. <laughs> Probably like a, he's like an internet commentator, mm-hmm. an internet commenter. We'll see it at the story and be like, I hate society. Things have changed. It's like an InfoWars guy if you gave him a mic. Yeah, basically like that. that kind of guy. Somebody on that side, you know, does whatever they do. Does Madison Bumgarner look like the guy whose Twitter handle is at NASCARFreak89? The 89, of course, <laughs> being his birth year. Very, very much so. I mean, in that photo, he looks like a NASCAR fan. Um, probably like like a vendor, you know? Mm. At a, or like, he's also like, you know, if you go to like skateboarding, like the X Games, he's mm-hmm. the kind of guy handing you merchandise. I'm looking right now here before we go to the next one. I'm looking to see... If the Twitter handle NASCARFreak89 is taken. <laughs> if not, it'd be perfect for Mad Bum. It is not taken. There you go. There is no results found for NASCARFreak89, so it's all yours, Mad and Bum. And on a side note, it's weird to see him in a Diamondbacks Isn't it? Hat. It is weird. Yeah, <laughs> this pitcher's got him in his D-backs uniform. It's just, it's weird. Yeah. It's just different. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see him in a Twins uniform. Yeah. I would have. Uh, how about this one? I know you'll like this one after this week. Does Minnesota Wild GM Bill Guerin look like the crime boss in a low-budget 1980s mafia movie? Uh, probably like an associate, like the, the accountant, mm. like the consigliere kind of guy, <laughs> like the Robert Duvall role of the Godfather. Like, I'm associated with it, but, like, I'm in charge of the cash. I'm not really doing any enforcing. It's not just... This picture, it's his suit, the way he yeah. dresses. Generally, the type of suits he wears just scream mafia. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, it's like he's wearing like a dress, like polo shirt <laughs> on his coat. And just, it just, it, it's weird how it flows together. And yeah. Even though he left Pittsburgh, he's still helping Pittsburgh yeah, win. Yeah, very much. <laughs> Sending Jason Zucker over. Uh, this is a fun one after this week. Does Houston Astros owner Jim Crane look like the insufferable fan at your Super Bowl party who jokes about a football game breaking out at a J-Lo and Shakira concert? Oh, very much so. Those yeah. are the worst types of people. The yeah. people that are like, I'm just here for the halftime show. It's all about the concert. I'm here for the commercial. Those are the worst types of people. Oh, yeah. And that's like then, you know, watch the game on your own time. <laughs> or Don't come over here and tell me. Like, they have to tell you. They have to make it known. I'm only, I'm not a football person. I just like the commercials. Do you ever see the people that are on, like, Twitter who'll be like, I don't care who's in the Super Bowl, and I'm proud of that. Yeah. It's like, 
Nobody cares. We literally don't care. Yeah, nobody cares about that. And he looks like the kind of guy who's going to tell you a story. <laughs> you know, like, has a story to go with any moment that happens in the game. No, there's this time where I was uh, hooping it up with my friends. <laughs> and I remember we pulled off a play like that. It's just, ugh. Here you go, Ryan. Does Tom Serratore... <laughs> I'll see him tonight. <laughs> Does Tom Serratori look like the IRS agent who tries to look stoic but seems all too happy to tell you you're in foreclosure? Yes, very. He's the the grin on his face is like the smirk, like you're about to be audited, sir. <laughs> you know, I'll have repo men at your house. He's very so happy. To tell you. <laughs> yep, you. Uh, I'm uh, going to be taking your stuff in a few weeks. Uh, <laughs> be prepared. You know, you're going to be losing your TV. Stuff There's like a that. smile in his eyes. He's saying it, although he tries to look serious. Uh, Northern fans, if you're going to the games this weekend, look across the bench and tell me you don't see that on yeah. the other side. Uh, let's keep moving on here. Does Jim Zorn look like the rich father of the main character's love interest in a mid-2000s rom-com who can't stand the guy his daughter brought home? He also looks like the guy who's constantly, he's the dad in a teen movie that's feuding with his son. Like, something like, you don't understand, you just don't get me, dad, kind of a thing. Like, remember, you seen Van Wilder? I hope you have. No. Oh, you haven't? Never. Okay, well, Van Wilder's dad has that exact same haircut. And he just looks like, just like the dad who is a workaholic and doesn't really connect with his kids. That's what he looks like. Like he can buy anything he wants, but not his child's love. But not love. his child's love. Something like that. Is a Jim Zorn haircut something you aspire for? Me, no. <laughs> when you're 70. Yeah, but. And his haircut's not bad for yeah, 70 years old. Not bad, no. Yeah, no. Good for Jim Zorn. Uh,. Better than where his football career is right now. <laughs> yes. Does Andrew Luck look like he brushes his teeth at work? Hmm. Tell I, me you couldn't walk into the bathroom and see Andrew Luck there at the sink. He'll turn his head with you know toothpaste coming out of his mouth, give you a hearty hello, even though he's still yeah, got his teeth. Yeah, very. I, I can see that very much. So. I, I can see that out of Andrew Luck. I'd love to have Andrew Luck around the office. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what he's doing lately. <laughs> Probably enjoying his money is what he's doing. <laughs> Does Frank Vogel look like the guy who says, sorry, I've only got a hundreds on me when Girl Scouts ask if he wants to buy cookies? And and the way he's holding his hand, he's got a f- holding of five and a thumb. So it's like, he's like, all right, I want five boxes, but I only have enough money for one. <laughs> or I'll pay you for the rest of them later kind of a thing. I got one more on here. Does Adam Gase always look like he just smelled something bad but can't tell if he likes it or not? Oh, just the eyes on there, <laughs> wide-eyed, like he just took smelling salts. It's like, and I, like I can't believe what I'm smelling, but it, is it I, bad? Yeah, I, I like that. You know, like, hmm, somebody's cooking, you know, some, like, boiled fish. <laughs> And I like it, but I'm not sure if I like it. You know, that kind of a thing. Can't smell. Does my wife, uh, d- does her egg like salad, does that smell good? Yeah, does it smell good? Do I want to eat this? Or I'm not. I mean, it's just, but he's a weird guy. He's so malleable. <laughs> you can do about anything you want with Adam Gase. He's the gift that keeps on giving. He really <laughs> That's is. That's a fact. Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. That's what he looks like. Is played in the Libertard show. We play with Ryan occasionally here on Fridays. Let's take our last time out. Friday Funnies to finish it out next in the SPNUP. Check out the UP's local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. 
If you missed any of today's show, it's available with the Sports Pen Podcast. Get it from our free mobile app by checking out the Apple iStore or Google Play and looking up ESPNUP, or check out ESPNUP.com and get it there. Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. Glad you're along. Patriot basketball coming up here in ESPNUP this evening. Doubleheader at Manistique. For now, though, Ryan is here with the Friday Funnies. What do you have this okay. week? Okay, well... You remember that fake signing day a couple years ago where that guy that guy pretended he was going to Cal? Mm. Do you remember it? No. Okay, well, there's a guy, I think he was out in Utah, who spread this rumor that he was signed to play football at Cal. Mm. Had a, a big media day press conference, had the whole three hats thing, mm. and put on a Cal hat and said, I'm going to play for Jeff Tedford. <laughs> People contacted Jeff Tedford, and he said, I've never heard of this kid. <laughs> so... Another fake signing day. This one I feel like is worse. There's a guy in Louisiana who signed who uh, signed a form to say I'm playing for Ole Miss in the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Someone contacted Ole Miss and they said we have no paperwork on this guy and we never made him an offer. <laughs> so this guy basically signed a fake letter despite already having an offer from a D1 school. So he actually had a legit offer from another school, decided not to do this, and pretended he was going to Ole Miss, and somehow thought this was going to work out for him. Is that illegal to do or not? I'm not sure, but you think, like, you could make the case that it is. You're you're mm-hmm. falsifying a document. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, and I had to Google Jeff Tedford there for a moment <laughs> just to see. I want to see where he is now. Does it say? Anywhere. No. Oh, okay. No, he, he left Fresno State or was asked to leave, whichever way, and he's not with anybody right now. What's well, Jeff Tedford. But he was a great coach at Cal. Yeah, you would have thought Bring back Tedford. Yeah, yeah. Fix all the problems. He could Former. go to Colorado. Yeah, he could. I don't know. Maybe he's got ties in the CFL still. Yeah. 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 Could fill there. There you go. Um, so Harvard plays math and has math problems. They play math? <laughs> well, I meant uh, they played Yale, and they decided to have some math issues. Okay. So they're up by four against Yale. 5.6 seconds left. In what? Basketball. Okay. Okay. So 5.6 seconds left. They're up by four in Yale. What would you do if you had you were up by four? Up by four, I would just get the ball in and hold it, get my hands team out on the floor? Um, no, Yale has the ball. Yale has the ball. Okay, and what's the foul situation? Uh, I'm Didn't not say, sure. not relevant? Didn't say. Okay, so they're up four, Yale has a ball with four seconds left? Yeah, five seconds left. Five seconds left. Either way, I would probably just get out of the way. They, just, they followed the guy while he was shooting a three, made it. And he went to the free throw That's the line. worst thing you could do. I, I can't believe they were thinking, and people laugh because it's Harvard. Mm. Like, you think you'd be smarter not to do that? Like, go put your team on the other end of the floor. Yeah, just, like, stand still. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if he shoots a three and makes it, you're still up by one. Mm-hmm. So, here's the funny thing, and then Yale missed the free throw. <laughs> so, <laughs> Harvard escaped despite screwing up late. Wow. Yeah, so that, that's one of my favorite ones, math issues at an Ivy League school. Mm. Um do you see the St. Louis Battlehawks celebration no. after their game? They pounded hard seltzer, hard, 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 hard seltzer, and one like just went all Steve Stone Cold Austin mm. to crash the the seltzer cans together and poured them in his mouth. One guy actually bit into the can, and you're just like. Is this some, the most XFL thing ever? Ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. Yeah. That's how extreme it is. Yeah. Not beer. Hard seltzer is what you... Hey, if I'm That's having what... a White Claw with anybody, I would rather do it with Marquette King and Jordan Tayamu. Ooh. Yeah. 
two interesting choices. Well, that, or Marquette, however you want to say it. Mar- Mar- I'm, I'm going down on it's Marquette. I'm going down on that. Okay. If you had a guy, football player at the University of Montana, got caught underage drinking and hid in a dumpster, mm. would you hide in a dumpster? I I would. How many beers deep was he? Uh, pretty deep. It would. If I was pretty deep, I might. Uh, very not deep. No, I would not hide <laughs> no, in a dumpster. No, yeah. I am just. I'm not a germaphobe, but I'm. Uh, I'm There's very a lot clean. of yeah. I, hygiene's important to me. A lot of things can go wrong in a dumpster. Right. So, I mean, he was obviously inebriated, but let's let's be real. Hiding in a dumpster <laughs> was probably not the best thing, and he was found pretty easily. Yeah. Um. Did you see? Or that's one of I wanted. Bill Walton, always fun. Oh boy! On his commentary, do you see? Do you see the Trojans joke he made? No. Okay, so USC struggling on defense, mm. and uh, Bill's doing his commentary and says, "What kind of defense are the Trojans going to play here? Because they're all about protection." Oh, jeez. I, I think you know the joke he was making. You there. can't say that. <laughs> But it's Bill Walton. It is like, Bill Walton. And he also apparently doesn't know Memphis doesn't have an NFL team. <laughs> like, well, you know, this guy, you know, his son plays at Memphis. What? Yeah, the University of Memphis. He's like, oh. <laughs> like, and are we talking pro? Oh, no, geez. Bill, there's no NFL team in Memphis. <laughs> I know that's where the Tennessee Titans were. Yeah. Oh, no, they're in Nashville, no, Bill. Yeah. So Bill Walton basically being Bill Walton is, <laughs> he really, he's another gift that keeps on oh, giving. Um. You see, the Bucks are doing these bizarre, like Monday Night Raw pregame no. stuff. Well, there's a <laughs> there's a video of like two guys pulling off double Stone Cold stunners oh, at the geez. same time. As I, a kid who loved wrestling growing up, this mm-hmm. makes me laugh. But like these guys to pump themselves up or whatever, they do these Monday Night Raw wrestling things. Like they pretend to be tussling and they'll pretend to do finishing moves. Like I can't remember which guy did it, but he did the Stone Cold bit where he kicks the guy and then <laughs> pulls, the, tries to spin around and do a neck breaker. It was too funny. Two of them did it at the same time, so that's like their thing now. So if you ever watch. The Bucks apparently tweet these out. They sent out that tweet yesterday. Would you be it. proud if you're Steve Austin seeing that happen at a basketball game? Oh, very or much. someone do it with White Claws? I think he's proud just to see anybody imitating him in any way. I would not about the White Claw. I would not be maybe, proud Maybe of that. that'd be a... That maybe... I think he's proud that... <laughs> I might, maybe, but Steve Austin, yeah, I could not you know, see For a guy who chugged Bud Light during games, that might be a little bit of a blow. And by the way, did you see Eric Kenricks at the Kings game the other night? I did not. He shotgunned the living you-know-what out of a drink, <laughs> and Steve Austin would have been so proud of that. Well, good for him. Good for Eric Kendricks. Do you see what the Mets did? No. Okay, so the Mets decided we're going to renovate our spring training facility. Mm-hmm. $57 million, flashy new team club, clubhouse, mm-hmm. but they're only going to use it for spring training. They have a single A franchise that plays there during the summer. But they're not they're going to put after spring training they're putting a padlock on the on the clubhouse because in their words we want to remind the minor league teams of the status they're trying to achieve. Oh my god. So they're only going to use that clubhouse that they spent millions on for only a few, you know, maybe a month, and then they're going to lock it and not use it again for the rest of the year. You know what I did? I did hear a brief mention of this last night during uh, Spain and Company, I think it was. Sarah Spain and Field Yates were talking about it, and it's like 
you are trying to inspire what out of them? Like you're saying, oh, yeah, look at our franchise. We're so inept. We can have the best pitching staff and get still nothing right, still fi- uh, figure out a way to screw things up at every turn. This is what you want to aspire for. Yeah, salaries are so low for minor league players, and they often have to work jobs in the off season mm-hmm. just to make ends meet. So former Met Ty Kelly had some fun with it, and he goes, yeah, says, a ball when you're rationing two plates of spaghetti for 25 guys after games. But yeah, the leather couches are going to what's going to affect them. And he said, then he showed a shot of lunch where he said, we got, this is, they got actually a lunch for one day, which is like rare for him that they actually get a meal. He said, we got a piece of bread, a slice of deli meat and cheese, an apple, granola bar and yogurt. Now, on the surface, that's probably not too bad. We said this is the first actually lunch we've had in weeks. So doesn't that isn't this the most Mets thing ever? Oh yeah, I mean the Mets are the Cleveland Browns of the MLB. Right. There's a reason why stories start off with "Law Mets" because <laughs> it's like how can you be this dense? Um, and then I'm going to end it with. Um, a story that came out in the uh, the Chicago Tribune where they interview a former Big Ten football referee, mm. and he has thoughts on a lot of things. It says Urban Meyer during his time was distant and uncommunicative, uncommunicative to the refs. Uh, didn't want to interact with them in any way. Had assistants talk to him. He was basically just not a guy you want to work with. Mm. He says Jim Harbaugh acts like a fourth grader. <laughs> Um, got an unsportsmanlike conduct during his game for slamming his head sack and throwing his play cards in the air. And he goes, I think he threw his clipboard onto, onto the field. So he said basically Jim Harbaugh acts like a fourth grader. Mm. Worst coach he's ever had to deal with is Bo Pelini. I can believe that. Yeah, who, after a messed up call that turned out actually going Bo Pelini's way, he screamed at the official, I'll have your job. <laughs> Got a 15-yard penalty because of that comment. And after the game, I think this is true for a lot of sports, if there's a controversial moment, a lot of times the officials will contact the league Mm -hmm. and say, this happened, there's some controversy there, you might be hearing. He said Bo Pelini was on the phone with the commissioner's office, and the game was not over for four (laughs) minutes. So he got to complain before the officials explained the situation. And it's just, is this not Bo Pelini? And uh, he almost <laughs> threw his uh, cap in the air and almost hit another official. <laughs> and that happened in a different game, and he said he probably would have gotten tossed and the league was supportive of him. Mm. So he basically said Bo Pelini's by far the worst coach to deal with. Jim Harbaugh's a fourth grader. Urban Meyer's like the least friendly guy ever. And... Uh, um, let's see. And he also criticized, he, he worked the JT Barrett game. Oh, did he? Yeah. And he said, the network didn't have a camera on the field, on the yard line. Mm-hmm. So he goes, we were trying to get a good look, but the camera who was doing the game didn't have a camera <laughs> on the yard line. He goes, you can't really get a good angle to reverse the call. He goes, so we had to stick with it when, he goes, like, we probably should have should not have stuck with that original call, but when you don't have the angle to mm-hmm. actually review it, yeah, he was also there for when Joe Paterno, remember that, when he almost had to run to the bathroom during the game? <laughs> oh, he said, Joe Paterno almost ran into me. He goes, I'm sitting there during the game, and uh, Paterno just starts running on the field, full speed at me. And I'm like, is he trying to run into me during a game? No, he sprints past him, and he's like, and then he finds out Joe has the flu and uh, uh-huh. is having issues. But, uh, yeah, basically, 
that was it. A lot of there's a lot of other interesting stuff, but I don't have a lot of time to run through the guys. But yeah, a lot of interesting stuff there. Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. Some good funnies. I think that's that's one of the better weeks that we've had in a lot. I'm not saying you don't always bring it, but that one was a good one. I like that class of funnies. Mm-hmm. Anything that's coming up at the mining journal we should be aware um, of. Um I'm doing my you know, my Sunday column. Uh will come out tomorrow. well actually Saturday column. It'll come out tomorrow's paper. Um I'll be covering the hockey game tonight, so obviously that'll be in there. And of course in Monday's paper you'll have the Saturday night recap. So pretty uh pretty standard week. That's it for us here in ESPN UP. Join us for Patriot Basketball later this evening at Manistee. For Ryan Stieg, I'm Tanner Hoops. Thanks for listening to the Sports Pen on ESPN UP WZAM. Ishba Marquette.